Pastor Ed Peltora, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. We're changing our schedule a little. We'll tell you all about it in a moment. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. We want to keep our podcast relevant and timely. There's a question about an upcoming observance that we feel we really should address. That question is, should believers celebrate Halloween? Please hang in there with us on this journey. Email us at redpiltora at gmail.com. Follow us on redpiltora.podbean.com or find us on Facebook or Twitter. We really love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. It's our way of getting this good news out to the world. So in the last podcast, our great friend George shared his red pill story. It was really striking. And I know many listeners could identify with George's journey. George introduced us to Mark, and Mark shared his story with us as well. We hope to share Mark's story with you in the near future. That being said, today's podcast will introduce our new series called Why Should I Care? In this Red Pill Tour journey, we have awakened to things our Creator commands us to do. We've awakened to understanding that we are His new creatures and have been grafted into His family, Israel, by trusting in His Son, Yeshua, or Jesus. We've awakened to understand that God's commandments are not too hard for us and that they, are, they were not nailed to the cross during Yeshua's crucifixion. Some believers may feel that we're making a big deal out of trivial or minor differences of opinion. We don't think we're doing too much. In fact, by God's grace, we hope to do more. That's right. Change can be difficult, but when the Holy Spirit confirms the scripture that you've read and the actual meaning, you can't go back. That's what makes it a red pill Torah moment. That's right, Mama. You know, when we hear from other believers that we're doing too much, We understand them to be saying that the changes that we've made are really not important. In other words, we're making a big deal about nothing at best, or at worst, we've abandoned the faith for some false works-based doctrine. So in our Why Should I Care series, we hope to explain from Scripture Mm -hmm. why we see it important to do things differently than what we were doing and different from what we see as general Christian traditions. Some people take offense because we ask questions about church doctrines, church culture, and church activities. Our red pill moments happen when church traditions and teachings don't line up with Scripture. Personally, I appreciate the offense some people express. It tells me that this person really cares about their faith and that they're holding on tightly to their beliefs. We hope to strengthen their foundation, and we hope their belief will be even stronger with even more scriptural support. There are many church leaders with hundreds, if not thousands of followers, who teach some of the things we at Red Pill Torah question or even reject. So you may ask, what gives us the right to question them or what makes us think we have the right answer? That's a fair question. Some of these leaders have sold lots of books, you know, Mm-hmm. They've been on TV and radio and Internet, and they have seminary doctorate degrees and decades of experience as Christian leaders. Some are very charismatic. You know, they speak in tongues and do other really spiritual-looking things. Many believers came to the faith through some of these ministries, and mm-hmm. surely most, if not all, of these leaders are very well-intentioned people 
of solid character. They live the life and they have earned the trust of their followers. So again, I ask, who are we to question what they're teaching? As I see it, we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do as believers. Each of us is responsible for what we do and for what we believe. Matthew 7, 21 through 23 has a sobering, if not terrifying message. It says, Many will recite the great works that they did in the Lord's name, only to have the Lord reply saying, I never knew you. Mm. It's the one who does the Father's will who will enter the kingdom of heaven. Could a person tell the Lord, um, I did exactly what the minister on TV said to do, so it's not my fault I didn't do the Father's will. Now, I don't know if that'll fly with the Father. In addition, our God has increased believers' access to scholars and historical documents, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, for example, to deepen our confidence and understanding about the Scriptures. By God's grace, we can now know if something is biblical or tradition, and maybe even know what the source of the traditions are. That's right, Dad. It really is amazing how easy it is to find information these days. The Bible does say that knowledge will grow by leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Romans 6, 16 reads, You know that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, that's who your master is. Whether it is of sin, which leads to death, or to obedience to the Torah, which leads to righteousness. Amen. We are sharing our perspective from God's word that may not be mainstream, but it is Bible. We ask that you prayerfully listen, study, take ownership for your own growth as a believer, and change when you discover that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs are not in line with God's instructions. Word. So let's get started on our first topic. Given the proximity of Halloween, our first Why Should I Care discussion is on this celebration. So Tim, many churches celebrate what is called Harvest Fe Festival or Trunk, trunk and Treat mm. um, on October 31st to counter Halloween observations. Should believers be celebrating anything associated with Halloween, renamed or not? And should they care? Well, you know, some people say that Halloween is harmless or it can be used as a good evangelism tool. Here's a sample of um, some reasons we've heard over the years. Halloween can be used to witness. It can be a tool to attract young people. Churches don't do weird occult stuff. We offer a safe, controlled environment for kids and families to just have fun. It is not good to be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good dad come on now <laughs> using the themes of the world keeps us relevant and connected to what's going on around us we've always celebrated it and we're still saved if halloween's so bad why didn't my pastor uh, say anything about it now those are all very interesting points if you are unaware of the following Halloween gets its roots from the Celtic occult festival called Samhain. Samhain was a pagan celebration held on October 31st through November 1st, and it was a time when bonfires, bonfires that during then were made up of bones, 
were burnt to frighten away the fairies, evil spirits, and the many pagan gods who they believed on this day played evil tricks on the people. Mm. It was also a time when they believed the spirits of their dead ancestors would come to visit them. During this nighttime festival, there was feasting and dressing up as animals and monsters to keep the fairies from kidnapping their dead ancestors. There was also food offerings left outside the home to appease the fairies and the ember-lit turnips used to scare off the evil spirits. I guess that was the precursor to the pumpkin. I guess. When the Romans conquered the Celts and the Irish, they adopted some of their um, occultic practices from Samhain when honoring their dead. During this time, the Roman Catholic Church had its own honoring of martyrs. So they worked with the Roman government to combine all of the honoring of the dead into one day. Since the church wanted the pagan worshipers to become Catholic, they set the date on May the the 13th, which was a major pagan festival date. They called it All Saints Day in hope of making it an easier transition from the occult to Catholicism. They later changed the date to October 31st because the Celts were still celebrating Samhain and they wanted them to become Catholic too. By the time the English adopted the All Saints Day in the 1500s, the name was changed to All Hallows Eve. When the Celts and Irish came to America in the 1840s, Samhain was revived and called Halloween. Exodus 20 and 3 reads, You shall have no other gods before me. Clearly, the people who participated in the practices misdescribed looked at these spirits as something to be feared or appeased, kind of like little g gods. The Father also says in Exodus 34, 12 through 15, Make sure you don't make agreements with idolaters or else you'll be caught up in their sin. Deuteronomy 18 and 9 reads, When you come into the land which I, Jehovah, have given you, don't learn the abominations of those nations. Don't become a people who murder their own children or use fortune tellers or practice witchcraft or speak to the dead. All these things are an abomination to the Lord. Mm. This actually speaks to a lot of other things going on in today's society in addition to Halloween. But that's for another podcast. Mm-hmm. In our society, we are so far removed from what was known as pagan or occult that we don't know that some of the things we do, some of our traditions, are occult and disgusting to our God. But the children of Israel knew. In Exodus 20, 3-7, God says they should not have any other gods except for him that they should not bow down or serve any other gods, and that he would punish disloyalty over generations, but love those who love him, and he would love their families forever. Mm -hmm. Yet, when Israel thought Moses had died, the people demanded that Aaron make them an idol in Exodus 32. And to add insult to injury, Aaron said, This is your God, Israel, offering the golden calf as a proxy for the one true and living God. Now, if you read the rest of the chapter, you, you'll you know that um, Elohim did not see Israel's mistake as a small matter or something to be overlooked. 
Our God's instructions are clear. Regardless of the worshiper's intent, our God does not respect or accept worship offered in ways that he hasn't directed. Mm-hmm. He has spelled out the way we are to approach him in his word. His goodness, or his grace, does not make practices that he detests suddenly acceptable to him. So if you mixed things he despises with church programs or personal practices because you didn't know better, oh, okay, I get it. But now that you do know better, what are you going to do? Good question. If we, who are called by his name, do things that are in total disobedience to his word and his way, God will not be mocked. He will punish his people who flagrantly disobey his instruction and hope that they'll turn around before it's too late. Amen. Just read anywhere in the Old Testament and you will find that he protects Israel when, he, when they obey him and he lets their enemies overtake them when they start acting like the pagans around them. So, should believers in Jesus be celebrating Halloween or trick-or-trunk, truck-or-treat? Well, I would say no. From what I read in the scriptures, I don't think God wants his holy name to be used in conjunction with anything that he doesn't approve of. Scripture tells us that if the first part is holy, the whole lump is holy. I think the converse is true. In this case, if the inception of the tradition is a cult, then none of it is fit for our God's use. Imagine a wife telling her husband, I will no longer recognize your birthday on the day of your birth, but instead on my ex-boyfriend's birthday because the weather's warmer. Yikes. It, it's around a time that all my friends can take off for the celebration, and it's easier for me to remember. And I, I still love you deeply, and we'll still be celebrating your birthday, but I feel it would be better for me and more people will be able to attend. So um, how do you think that husband would feel? Yikes, and that's so great. Well, that's why we, the bride of the Messiah, should not be entangled with occult practices. Even if we don't mean them that way, it's still very offensive. What I imagine makes Halloween offensive also is its closeness to Sukkot. Our God and King gave instructions for special feast days for his people and a weekly day of rest. That's right. They can be found throughout the Old Testament, or reference to it can be found throughout the Old Testament. But not only do many of us not know about them, the ones we know about, we don't even think are for us. We instead celebrate days that were originally known to be occult holidays. You know, the hallow in Halloween is the same word from the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be thy name. The Halloween means holy evening, but there's nothing holy about it. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and read over the scriptures we've shared. If you have any questions, comments, or encouragement, please let us know. We love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you you can can handle handle the the truth. truth.